with all the people you've, you've interviewed, yeah, would you rule out Joe Button being on your platform and interviewing him? Uh, I want to know the situation on it. I, I, I sat I with Joe I, twice. I would, I, yeah, I heard about this. You, you told me about this. I haven't actually heard heard it. But yeah, you, I you sat told with Joe me, twice, yeah. and I'll give you some context. I sat with Joe twice, and Joe, for the first time ever, and by the way, like I remember back at Everyday Struggle, you know, you just never really had the animosity that he see, he has vitriol for you, like, mm-hmm. and, and and you didn't have that. And it was times where you were just I like, don't. Yo, I still don't. Yeah, you're like, hey, listen, I just want to make bygones be bygones because it felt like it felt negative, and it didn't feel like you were on that. And he was not willing to do it for a long time, but then eventually, well, I never, I never asked him to do it. Yeah, when he said he wasn't willing to do it, it wasn't like. Well, well I, I had never asked him. I, was, I, I had never asked Joe. Like, I, I, I did an interview with Joe Button when I first launched Vlad TV, and that was our first and only interview. I've never asked Joe to come back or do an interview or anything of that sort. Well, obviously, I was a, I was a middleman of sorts in the, in the sense of I'm cool with you. I'm cool with him. Mm-hmm. And in the world that I operate, it would be great if we're all aligned because it will probably benefit me more, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, just even just indirect communication between everybody. Um, he was just was very just, I'm not with that. Like, I, I don't like that nigga. That, 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 that was his opinion at first. So when he said he was open to sitting down, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. But then I approached you and I'm like, Vlad, what's up? Like, this is, this is a chance. And if you're, if you're talking about historically important moments, I don't think we're even at the point of where there's new media, there's everything that that's going on. Without some of those moments that I remember looking at and saying, this is fucking crazy. But it happened. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, like, what's your thoughts on that and even Joe at this point? And I everybody's mean, grown, too. That's right. another thing. Everyone's grown, but one week after you told me that, oh, Joe wants to do an interview with you, someone sent me a clip of Yeah, you be done. Joe, he Joe, said Joe, he was down to sit, on, sit Joe, down on my platform. yeah. Right? yeah. Someone sent me a clip of of a new Joe Bunn podcast where he's calling me a piece of shit. So I'm supposed to sit down with someone who's who's still doing. You don't think that's a little bit performative, though. It could be or could not be. But my whole thing is is that number one, I'm not going to sit down. I've never really sat down with anyone where there is active animosity between the two of us. But what about resolving? But but that could be done before the interview. Now I've sat down with people that I've resolved problems with, and then we we went and you know like like me and Charlemagne, me and Charlemagne had issues at one point, mm. right? If, if you notice, uh, like no. like like we we didn't fuck with each other for for a couple of years, and then at one point we got on the phone and we resolved our issues. The first thing he did was apologize to me. He said, "I'm sorry for you know." based on our friendship, I'm sorry for going on a, a, a podcast of someone who doesn't like you and telling the world that I'm not fucking with you and I'm not doing your, your show anymore. <coughs> and uh, he goes, I should have never done that. If, if I felt that way, I should have told you personally because at the time, we were trying to schedule interviews with us and he was like, no, 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 we're going to do it. I'm just busy. No, no, we're going to do it. You know, you know, he was giving me kind of like, I'm thinking we still cool, and then he goes and does that, and I felt like hurt as a friend. I mean, we we I celebrated my 40th birthday with him, you know. What I mean, he'd been mm. in my house, he'd been in my family, um, so I felt I felt hurt. Um, so when we got on the phone, he apologized, and we even started some business shit together. He even kind of put me in touch with iHeart. Remember, I had the, the iHeart podcast deal at one yeah, point. Yeah, He's yeah. the one that, that helped set that up. He put me in touch with the with iHeart president. Ultimately, the the deal ended up not working out, and I walked away from it. But I appreciate the fact that he 
put his neck out and actually set it up. I appreciate the president. I heart that actually, you know, did everything with me. I would never bad mouth anybody, but like we had built up a level of trust and um, rapport with one another. And it also goes back of, of years of history of us actually being cool with each other and us being friends. And I'm the first one to put them up on a non-local platform. I, I put them on a mixtape back before anyone knew about him when he was in South Carolina, before Wendy Williams mm. found him. So it, it goes back. Am I just going to sit down with, with a Joe who's been constantly talking shit about me year but after year after grow. year? And, continue, and also, and I think what Joe has been accepted is that you won't go away. I think there was yeah. a thought that Vlad TV would not be... You, you, you remember when they used to like forecast be like, yeah, the the Vlads of the world is going to be out of here by blah blah, oh, and yeah. what has turned out to be the, uh, the opposite. The opposite it just got bigger. The, I always say this line: <clears throat> the 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 stone that the builder refused becomes the head cornerstone. Right, Everybody right. who people said Bob Marley, yeah, the person <clears throat> who you hated the most, they're now the most important. Yeah, and I think that's why he's like you know I think Joe's in a different place of his life, and that's why I said that might be performative, because when he said hey, he's down to sit down with you, I think that means. He's down to come to a medium where there isn't, and I know you said there hasn't been animosity on your side, but I think he's, he, he, I think he wants to get to a place of uh, decency. Where but, even but, if he did, right. but, but but you don't get that place by calling a person a piece of shit a, a week later. Here's here's the thing, right? We all don't have to get along. Everyone, everyone, like, like you don't have to be cool with everyone. There's going to be certain people that on some basic level will never like you. It don't matter if y'all work it out. Y'all will work it out. And then two weeks later, it'll go back to how y'all were. Ransom before. was on his podcast. Yeah. But Ransom, you know, also says some shit about me. <laughs> you no, know what I'm saying? But hold so, on, though. Like, you see, that gets into like how I've been with other artists. Y'all don't give it. I can't be so mad at me. I remember when 6ix9ine and Cass Nova got cool. I was like, Cass, you can't be so mad at me when you were really mad at 6ix9ine. Like, mm -hmm. I was only the middleman. Yeah. You, if y'all are cool, our beef should be done. Like, you guys got it. There can't be any beef anymore if you're cool with the but, motherfucker but, but, but you was there's going never, There's never been beef with, on my end. You see what I'm saying? When have I gone out of my way to trash Joe and, and whatever he does? When have I ever, when have I ever even brought up his name myself? Did you ever like jump on any of those like 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 uh, woman beating stuff? I don't know if you ever did. No, I don't think so. Well, did I? I think you take. I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, because at one point I interviewed Tahiri. I interviewed mm. a couple of his exes. You know what I'm saying? By the way, he won't ever say it, but I've you know I'm a, I'm a student of this culture. Mm. I think part of the, the thing that him and Charlamagne would never face is because Charlamagne used to bring up Tahiri a lot. Th they had some real close personal. That was his. That was his. If we look at Joe Bones' day in history, that's the chick. Mm -hmm. And when other people start doing stuff with her, and you know he's going to be mentioned somehow, he probably looks at those people to be like, you're really fucking with my home. Mm -hmm. You're doing stuff with her. Yeah, listen, we, we, all, we all play things out the way we go and play it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're, if you're going to talk a bunch of shit about me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to react in certain ways as well. Every action has a reaction. But in general, if you look at the last, I mean, I haven't done an interview with Tahiri in like 10 years. Like, you know what I'm saying? So There's nothing to interview Tahiri about, bro. <laughs> like, well, shout out to Tahiri, man. She's she a cool person. Me, no, me, she, me and her, no, me she and her have always... cool, but, but, but yeah. I, I, if I'm him, I definitely understood. Like, I would think the same way how he thinks, like, 
Yo, Charlemagne, she is not interested. Why do you have her on your podcast? Because you know why? That's how me and Adam kind of got into a little bit. Well, even though I think Selena was doing some shit, but she was never my ex, but like people lumped her with me. And, And I just remember saying, you guys are having her on to kind of bait into certain conversations that when a hurt woman starts saying certain things about you, it becomes so personal that I could never fix. Right. So if a hurt chick says he's a liar and a manipulator and an emotional abuser, which is so fucking like that's a gray area term. Right. That could be anybody. Yeah. yeah an emotional abuser is like, oh, I lied to her and cheated. So, so I, I, I would look at people in, as media counterparts or whatever. If you're interviewing my exes, yep. my, my like people who are disappointed from a female perspective, and I don't know, maybe the attitude. I don't, I don't, no, I no, no I, I think it's a good point, and and I think me probably because inter- I also interviewed. Uh, I mean, who else? The what's the what's the blonde chick's name? The kind of younger chick that was on Love and Hip Hop, Kaylin. 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 Yeah, I interviewed her at one point. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, yeah, he definitely thought you were you're doing a yeah, but I think like, that's why Charmaine not cool. Yeah, Charmaine threw us on a podcast when, when, that, when everyone's like, nobody actually looks at Tahiri to hear her talk. They look at the big ass, and we can say it now, like we're, we're you know that's not his girl no more. No disrespect to her, but come on. Look, I mean, at the end of the day, the, 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 there was a lot of fuck yous back and forth during a certain era. We so let's quash it, Vlad. Let's go. Me and Joe, but 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 my point is, I, I think I think Joe. Inherently doesn't like me. I think that's and, it. <laughs> you know, I think I think at a deeper level, he just doesn't like me. And, but and, him and, and, offering and, and all whatever, of whatever, whatever I represent bothers him. Whatever that is, uh, and if if there is some point in the future that me and him could have some conversations offline, and we both feel like, all right, you know something, we both see each other's faults and what we've done, and we both mm. taking responsibility for what we've done. And like I said, like me interviewing some of his exes, yeah, that, that, that was probably somewhat below the belt. And I can admit that, you know, in 2022, I probably shouldn't have done that. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll admit okay. that, you know, I like but, 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 there was, but there was a lot of, you know, Joe would say, suck my dick, Vlad, yeah, and all types nah, of nah, other nah, shit nah. around wild, that time where it was it. like, all right, well. Oh, where is it like I, that? I, yeah. I, I oh, it's like that? Okay, watch, watch this. Like, because like, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a pushover. I'm not, you know, in it, like I'm not a. You a big dog in the game, Vlad. Yo, but, 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 but I've always, but I've, I've always not been a pushover. I've always not backed down. So it's sort of like, you know, if there was ever a point where me and him actually have a mutually respectful relationship off camera. Oh, and then we should start off camera. That's what yeah, you're Yeah, yeah. And then, and then at one point we decide to take it like, like how me and Charlemagne, we, we work things out off camera. And then we on camera, we played out. We even talked about the problems we had. That's respectful. And, 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 and we were, a, were both able to come in with, uh, I was wrong for this and I was wrong. Because I, I, I said some things about him that I was wrong for as well when yeah. we weren't really fucking with each other. And I apologize for that. Then maybe, possibly, there could be something on camera. And it, I know how big it's going to be. Like, no, you know, I, I know it's going to be Vlad and Joe sitting down together. I understand it's going to be huge on whatever platform it's on. But I'm also not going to sit here and end up getting into a fucking yelling match with him and, and having, yeah. having you know, someone try to get physical with one another and having, or, or having know, more disrespect. Like, yeah, or having more, more disrespect. More disrespect it's or like, confrontation. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like, why, why, why would I open myself up to that? I don't care. I don't care for the pro. Like, you know, like, I'm not a, a guy that's like clout chasing or trying to get, you know, on the blogs or whatever else. Like I, I maintain my business and keep it forward. Like I don't, I don't try to, 
say a bunch of, you know, I'm not like an NLE chopper that's claiming that I have a cream that makes BBLs or I can cure Yo, cancer what? or whatever else. Oh. Like, I don't do that just to get some attention. Like, Black you know what I'm saying? That is not me. That is not me. Why are you beefing with NLE chopping? By the way, I'm not, you know, I'm Joe, 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 if you hear this, and I will convey the message one way or the other to you. Basically, Vlad is just saying he's not about to do it on a, oh, Okay, let's just do content together for the sake of doing content. If if y'all really gonna if, if it's sincere, y'all could have private conversations. If it leads to content, fine. If not, fuck it. And and I respect that because I think that's where I'm with Meek Mill. You mm. know, we had a conversation that was facilitated by someone else off camera, and mm. we even said, I said, hey, listen, maybe in the future we do do content, it would be great. But if we don't, it doesn't matter. But the, if there's a real problem, it should start off camera. It should be mm -hmm. sincere. It right. shouldn't be just performative for camera. And I agree with that. Right. Why are you and Annalie Chopper going back and forth on Twitter? I was not going back and forth initially with Annalie Chopper. We just report on a story that he's trying to reach out to Justin Bieber to cure whatever facial disease. Yes. He, he, has. he, he, he Half of his face is paralyzed yeah. and, um, he has these natural, organic herbs, vitamins, and other stuff that, first of all, he has a natural BBL pill. Right. Like, this is crazy. Oh, and it works on your breasts, too, as well. Oh, shit. Right. And also, let me... He has a weight loss pill, too. I mean, he claims you not believe he, he has herbs that, that cure herpes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chlamydia <laughs> yeah. and gonorrhea. Um, That's Dr. NLE Sebi. Right. Um, but he, and he also claims he takes eight shits a day. <laughs> well, let's not forget that. Let's not forget that he takes eight shits a day and he feels that's perfectly normal. Um, Do you not believe him? I don't believe any of this. Okay. I've been around it's all, his people. It's all nonsense. And, and, and when he's talking all this stuff, everybody, they're bought in. What? His people. The people who are paid to be around him. His yes man, right. Got you know it. who sound like he sounds a little bit like two other people. Mm -hmm. And for the people <laughs> who like these other artists, do not get mad. Sounds a little bit like Kevin Gates at a point, and he sounds a little bit like XXX and Tacion at a point in okay. terms of like just spirituality, like well, you know, whatever, whatever. Um why do you think he's at this place? Like you you've interviewed a lot of famous rappers and mm -hmm. you know, celebrities. From time to time, we've seen some of them who are just all about organic and like earth and the whatever natural stuff. How do they get here? I think everyone wants to feel like they're a messiah. Like they have some sort of secret magical ability and, and so forth. Clearly, he's not happy with just being a rapper. He, he wants something more. He wants to be this super healer figure, whatever else. You know, and, and his whole thing. But my thing was like, I don't really... Talk about NLE Chopper. He's never done the show. Uh, I don't really mention him in interviews. Like, I really have not. I mean, at one point, I saw a tweet, like, maybe about a year ago, where he goes, oh, Vlad's the police. So I'm like, okay, he probably don't like me. Whatever. <laughs> you know? Yo, how, whatever. Do you, like, write that down and be like, all right, let's not reach out to him for an interview? When you see shit like that. Well, I just see, because okay. I, if you say that shit, I'm on your neck. Well, I, I, I just say, all right, he don't fuck with me. Oh, well. A billion other people I could I could fuck with that I could spend my time on, um, but you know I haven't I, I didn't really say anything about him, you know even even when he said that, uh, and we report a you know I have a website that we report news on I'm not I'm really not even the content manager I don't decide what's on that website 
but it's got Vlad TV on it. So ultimately it, it, all, it all comes back to me and I, and I get that. We reported a story, which was what everyone else is reporting, is that NLE Chopper wants, is trying to get a hold of Justin Bieber in order to did, cure him of this facial disease. Did you guys try to play his method? And do you believe that he has a method that could cure half facials, uh, like, like, no, powerless. Not, not, not. I mean, imagine. Okay, let's let's just take one step back. Let's just take one step back. He grows his own like. Let's just vegetables. take one step back. You are Justin Bieber. You are extremely wealthy and one of the most popular celebrities in the world. You have access to the greatest doctors in the planet. Yeah, you're gonna say, hold on, fuck all those doctors. I need the rapper who takes H just a day and sells BBL cream. <laughs> that's, that's who I need to cure me right now. I mean, Fuck all these medical degrees, the guys that have been curing this specific thing for 20, 30 years and understand the process and whatever. I'm going to go to this guy who graduated from high school recently, who, who sells BBL cream and takes H shits a day. Who's a rapper. That's who I want to attend. That's who I'm going to trust my my future health with because because my whole thing was when he's usually I don't say so, so anyways so anyways anyways we put up the post about him saying that and I don't think there was any slander or anything I think it legitimately just said what he was and his response was on Twitter was like stop posting me you chump ass n word yeah so first of all the stop posting me my response was nope. <laughs> Young Blue tried to do the same thing. Really? Young Blue was like, "Yo, stop posting me." Nope. <laughs> and then he I'm, deleted I'm his tweet right after. Yeah, M mention that. Oh shit! Why do you M want to stop posting? What'd you do? I don't fucking. Is know. it because you asked you asked Vlad about him a bunch? Ask Vlad what? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you asked Boosie. Boosie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Boosie is mm -hmm. having some legal problems. Maybe with, with the line of questioning he Maybe. probably thought you played him or something. Why would he just say I, that? I don't, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I did an interview with him not so long ago. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't know. But the first thing was like- You did do an interview with Yeah. I did two interviews. I did like his first interview. Like, this Why what did I he mean. fuck with you? I don't know, man. I don't know and I don't care. Like, you know what I'm Vlad, saying? what are you doing? Like, I don't know Vlad, what, and I don't Like, care. what are you doing to these people that- I don't know. They're fucking with you at first? I, I don't know. And man. the first sight of success are like, fuck you. I don't know, man. I don't know and I don't try to, I don't spend my nights trying to figure it out. But the, the, the second part, when when- uh, Chopper called me a chump and I'm like this coming from the chump who c claims he cured cancer mm. you don't believe that? and his response was like I did <laughs> and, I, and my response to that was like you didn't do shit you don't believe any, him? any actual cure requires three phases of testing involving thousands of people as well as peer reviews all you did was tweet Wait, so you don't believe that he's he's better than the, the oncology department in most of these, like, you know, hospitals? You, you don't think Ellie Chopper has that capacity? I know it's not a serious question. <laughs> you know I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to dignify that with a serious answer. Well, 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 the way he talks, I think he, like, and this is where, like, him and X got dangerously, like, like, as much as sometimes you get into some spiritual stuff, I think they feel they're anointed in a way. Or they have a deeper or truer understanding of Earth. That that you could feel that way all you want, but the reality is, and, and this was someone who bashed the vaccine and said it was a scam. Like, oh, suddenly you invented the, the vaccine. I'm like, 
Yeah, but the vaccine companies actually went through clinical trials involving you tens always of thousands of people. I always see you yeah. like, yo, listen, I, I want my fucking booster shot. I got it you all. You motherfuckers could, my could take it if you want to. My whole, my whole family did. You know what I mean? But, but my whole thing is like, look, if you really have a cure for something, go ahead and, and do the trials. Because if you really, if you could cure cancer, fuck your rap career, that's going to be eclipsed for the rest <laughs> of time because you just cured fucking cancer. But you just tweeted about it. Oh, cure someone cancer. Tweet. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo he gotta put up a poll up on his Instagram. And he, and he's, he's trying to stand behind it. Yo, he should put up a poll on his Instagram. Which cure do y'all want first? First. The, the cure, BBL cream the, coming the first. The BBL cream? Or do you want the cure for cancer? <laughs> BBL cream. Go first. I, I know it's gonna be the BBL cream. <laughs> that's it. Yo, that's a, I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. Like, yo. I, I'm sorry. I mean, the thing is, though, is that like. I just have a thing. I remember one of the guests on my show. I'm not going. I'm going to say who it is because we don't really fuck with him anymore. But like, he claimed that he had this doctor, this this holistic doctor that could cure all these special types of diseases that no one else could cure, and so forth. So I remember this one lady DM me and said, "Hey, I got this serious medical condition. I'm wondering if you can get me this guy's doctor." Yeah. So I went and got the doctor's name. Responded to her. Sent her the info kept it moving she hit me up was like yo i went to him he wanted to charge me seventy thousand. Seventy thousand for what for whatever cure that he he claimed he could do on her condition Seventy thousand doesn't take insurance obviously because he's probably not a real doctor so it's dangerous at that point that's what i'm saying like when you're saying you could cure cancer and cure her, herpes doesn't even have a cure. You know what I'm saying? You could suppress it, but you can't cure it. Yeah. Um, you know, like when you're saying this, there's going to be a certain number of people that are, you know, that are hopeless enough because maybe some of the traditional, you know, chemotherapies and whatever aren't working that they might actually buy into this bullshit and might actually say, yeah, fuck all this Western medicine, I'm going to take my, my NLE chopper, you know, herbs to cure this cancer, and they end up in dying. Because that no BBL one's ever cream. been cured from cancer by fucking herbs. Yo, Dr. <laughs> Miami going out of business when that BBL cream comes Right. Out. That's over. Hey, there's two individuals who I'm, I'm wondering what you think about them and possibly having on your platform. What am I, I'm, I'm almost certain I know the answer to. The other one, I think you've had on once. But I do want to know what you think about these. There's new personalities popping up in the space. They're not rappers. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they feel like they don't necessarily have, like, say, like, I don't even want to call what I do traditional, but they don't have a platform where they're usually, like, reporting news or whatever. But they're just popular for having an opinion, right? Um, one is Charleston White. The other is WAC 100. Um, We've had Charleston White on multiple times. And, um, you know, we'll just pass on the, the WAC 100. You know, like I said, you don't, you don't get along with everyone in, in this world. And, you know, it, it, he does have is. he does have clubhouse on fire. Would you would you reconsider? Like you ever see someone kind of like, yo, these kind of getting hot or people care about him a little bit more. Maybe it incentivizes uh, you to nah. try to squash whatever issues. Nah, like I said, there, there are certain people that based on inherently who they are and inherently who I am, that it's probably not going to work out. You know what I mean? Like over time, I've seen these types of things try to progress where one one person tries to make it work and, and y'all get to a point where y'all cool for a minute, but then something happens and it regresses back to how it was before and you realize, 
I probably shouldn't have even done it in the first place. So, um, you know, uh, Wack is obviously doing very well for himself. You know what I'm saying? Like, Blueface is a very viable artist. Um, you know what I mean? He manages games still. And, you know, would game, you, if you had to deal a, with him to interview his artists, would you? Uh, probably not. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we've actually, we've actually passed on Blueface interviews before. Wow. Yeah, but like game is talking a lot now. If say if you had to set it up through whack, no, wow, no, and you know at the end of the day we all we all don't get along. Like you know what I'm saying not all of us are going to be cool with each other. Not this all of us. You know Vlad's winning, man. This thing winning so much. He he understands. Like to keep it real, if you don't like me, that's your loss. <laughs> it, it just it just is what it is. And like I said, and it ain't like. Like he's done very well for himself. Like, you know what I mean? For someone who, who got it out the mud the way he did, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he started really at the very bottom yeah. and, and got to the point where he has, like, a real business and viable artist. And, uh, I mean, like, I think I remember seeing a video of, of a house he was building for his family, which was, like, looked like a really dope house. And and, and ultimately, anyone who's, who's doing shit for themselves and doing well uh, is, I applaud that. You know what I mean? But that don't mean that we necessarily have to work together. You know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't, no, that, mean, it doesn't mean that. And, and, and I'm at the sense. point of, of my life where I'm not just chasing the views or the checks or whatever else. Like, mm. I ultimately I mean, ha have to do shit that I'm, I'm passionate about and, and sit and you know, we only have a certain level of time on this earth. And I'd rather spend that time talking with people that I'm, I'm really, really interested in and there's mutual respect and, and everything else like that. That's Forbes, that's Forbes list Vlad talking, man. He don't need y'all fucking peons, man. Fuck y'all. If you can't get, get, get if, if you weren't cool with him before, don't get cool with him now. Um, huh? Oh, yeah, then we get to that. Um, I do want to ask you, because just even asking about those people who are popping up in the space. Mm -hmm. And this is forecasting. One of the main reasons of doing this conversation with you, you're a great forecaster. You know what's ahead. We've seen it with memberships. We talked about some of the things, some of your interview styles, all of those stuff has panned out, it's worked. Do you think that podcasting is starting to get too saturated? I feel like everybody's trying to have one now. Like there was a time when there was one hood podcast, which was Tax Stone. Mm. Now, mad hood niggas love talking. You yeah. get me? The hood, like to keep it real, the, the dudes on Clubhouse about to start like getting smart and smarting up and be like, yo, let's just all make podcasts, yeah. right? Um, can the space ever be too saturated? And do everything that has an impact on people like you, me, Adam, and the rest who like we have years in this game, um, but we've also maybe benefited from the fact that at times what we were doing wasn't that popular. So there wasn't that many options. I have never in my life subscribed to an an idea of saturation. Mm. Never in my in life. In any market. In any market, no matter what I did, there was always lots of people before me, during me, after me. When I when I moved to New York, I became a mixtape DJ at the height of the mixtape game. You know, when when, at, when the mixtape game was the most popping, when there was more people doing it than ever before, this was 2002, 2003, 2004. I showed up as a, as a white kid from Cali and got mixtape of the year. You know what I'm saying? Just because we put out a quality product, you know, with the, with the Tupac Rap Phenomenon Project. Um, <clears throat> you know, all you have to do, if you really think that way, just take a look at history 
and realized that Google was nowhere near the first search engine. There was Alta Vista, there was Inktomi, there was, mm. there was Magellan, there was a bunch of search engines that were cluttered all over the internet. Google came in years later and created the best product and continued, and at that point, dominated for the rest of their time there. Saying that, you know, look how late you came in to the whole Spotify market. Like, you weren't running your, you know, interviews on Spotify before. Wait, were you? No. No. So whoa, what whoa, I'm whoa, saying whoa, is- First so, of all, I didn't even have a podcast, but, but I will say this though, right? But you, you, you interviewed people before. Yeah, yeah, but-, but, but yeah. I, I think, and I, and I guess I'll reframe the question because like, I think we're now institutions. I remember one time you told, you're like, yo, act like I'm VH1, you're fucking like BT and like fucking like Adam's like MTV. I forgot what the, the, the who was what, but whatever, it don't mm -hmm. matter. The point was that like, we're now becoming staples. We're like Vlad TV in 20 years, like we're gonna remember that it's a 30 year company or fuck 30 or 40 years in like, yeah. in, it's, it's so, 35 so, years, yeah. so these days, like my motto has always been, I could go into any market. I don't rush to market anymore. So, so the so the podcast, we waited till we got a deal to do one, mm -hmm. right? But I knew I was building a brand already that was going to be right. established as a content outlet. That whenever I got into podcast, we we're going to crush it. Just like if right now you guys just do a podcast, you kind of stop publishing it as a podcast, even though it pretty much still is. Right. If you now decide, like, hey, we're now going to be syndicated, or we're going to release exclusive audio to somewhere random place, mm -hmm. you're going to fucking win. I, I guess in the terms of saturation, I'm wondering with everybody, with so many people jumping into the lane, do you feel for the likes of you, me, Adam, that there's more competition or do you feel like, you know, I've always said Spotify did something great when Apple was trying to, get into the DSP market a few years ago. Mm -hmm. They let them spend to expand the market. You know why? We have market share over you. If you bring 50 million more eyes, even if you get 30 of them, you're giving us free 20. They're gonna, it's just gonna fall down the fucking thing. Yeah. Um, any, any level of thinking of saturation is almost like self-defeatist. Because if you're already thinking, oh, it's already so saturated, how, what am I gonna do? You're already, planning on losing, mm. right? And the, the reality of it all is that it's almost lazy thinking in the sense that do you really think in a business you can keep doing the same thing over and over again and keep growing? Mm. Or do you have to constantly pivot and constantly look at what's happening and constantly change and evolve? You know, by saying is the podcast market saturated because there's a lot more people? There's absolutely a lot more people, 100%. And do some of those people, will, they, will, will some people who look at Vlad TV end up going and, and, and looking at you know uh, academics instead? Yes, I'm sure of it. But it's up to me to say, well, what am I gonna do now that's just undeniable? Mm. Right? So you take the extra challenge. Yeah, well you have to, otherwise your business will just decline. You know, sitting there going, woe is me, there's so many competitions, you know, my, um, I'm getting less views on the same videos. Well, maybe you need to go interview someone else. Maybe you need to change your format. Maybe you need to change who's doing the interviews. Maybe you try, need to change the way you roll shit out. Maybe you need to go into a whole different type of business, a whole different type of platform. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
This is where the memberships came up. This is where the Facebook came up, you know? And we, we tried lots of shit that didn't work. Mm. Um, I had like five websites at one point. I had Celebrity School Pigs, Hollywood Heavy, Sneaker Watch was the one that probably lasted the longest. But yeah. at one point you're like, yo, this shit ain't working. At some point you gotta just shut it down because how, however you're doing it may not work anymore just because time evolves and, and things change. Like, yo, you could be bad that, um, you know, you lost your job as a toll booth operator because they put an easy pass, or you could see that shit coming and say, hey, let me prepare for this and pivot into a different career because I can't compete with easy pass. It's a fucking robot. Mm. So, so I, I've never, I've never taken that type of stance. Like, yeah, there's, there's a lot more podcasts, but you know something? That also means that there's more people watching podcasts. It also means that, hey, you know, some of these podcasts, you know, would be good guests on my show and vice versa. You know what I mean? A lot of times, like, like you know, like we do swaps in, our, in a non, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. A, yeah, you yeah. know like, like I'll do yours, you do mine. It's not like, you know, like we made a deal to do that, but it's like there's an understanding yeah. within the two. And, and you know, like, like, like I, I remember, uh, you know, I think like Corey Holcomb said, like, when I asked him to do my podcast, you know, my, my interview, he said that, that when he asked me to do his, I said, no, like that, that that's a bold faced lie. Because if you watch my history, every person who's been on my platform, who has had their own podcast and they've asked me to do it, I've always said yes, mm. every single time. You know what I mean? This is why I did Bath Hoffa's podcast. It wasn't because I needed the publicity and his shit was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His shit got hotter kind of later. Like, you know what I mean? His shit is starting to really get into their groove now. Yeah, with I, I, I see Eclipse now. 21 Savage yeah. and, and Fat Joe and stuff like that. But when I did it, he was still sort of building up a little bit. But the fact is, was that he had done my platform, so I'm going to do his just off GP. When China Mac had a podcast, I did his. Um, you know... Do you like, think there's a bunch of people who went bad on you at a particular point for whatever reason, mm -hmm. and they all just said, fuck Vlad, we're going to go make our own platforms. Mm -hmm. And um, I haven't heard much about some of them. Um, we'll, we'll just stay nameless during this whole segment. But, but I'm wondering, do you kind of look back at that to say, this could have gone different? Like, you're giving people podcasts on your network right now. Mm -hmm. Like, and you have you thought about any of those guys and be like, man, I wish didn't happen because right now you could be having your own shit where like you're doing your own thing just under my brand and I'm helping you, giving you all the strength because I did look at a few of those guys and they're completely relevant. Like when I mean completely relevant, like I was watching a video and I think it was at zero views still. Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, YouTube is like, yo, they're not even counting. Yet. They're like, yo, fuck it. <laughs> hey, hey, man, listen, when it, when it comes to certain things and certain people, uh, if you contributed to my platform at some point and we had a run, if it was one interview or if it was five years of interviews, I appreciate you doing it. Uh, and at a certain point, you know, people people move on for their own reasons, and you move on for your own reasons. Um, I don't I don't look back and, and regret anything else like that. You know, what I'm saying like, a you don't do a second the, chances, Vlad. What's that? You don't do second chances. I do second chances with a lot of people. Like I said, me and Charlamagne are cool again. Yeah, you but, know, but that's but, a little bit different. Hold on. See, that's a little bit different. I think Charlamagne had his own thing. You got your own thing. It's great when you guys are together, but you guys like got your own thing. Yeah. Some of them fuck niggas that I'm talking about. They literally, we would never, ever hear them if it wasn't for you. And I, I think it's about like five of them. I, I could be wrong. But 
I just know when you stop putting them on your platform or when, I don't know, they stop choosing to appear, I never heard about them again. I, I really don't know because people that I don't really rock with, I don't really follow their careers anymore. You know what I'm saying? But however they're doing it, man, they're, they're, they're welcome to do it. Um, you know, people move on and they, they go do their own thing. And, but, uh, but I can tell you, but when I've gone through some rough patches in my life, you know, I mean, business-wise, it, it caused me to like, yo, like, let's let's rethink this. Like, you know, I mean, this, this is why, you know, when we started, you know, utilizing more appearance fees and everything else like that, a lot of that came from us losing certain people and everything else like that. But it's like, yo, like, we got to rethink this. We got we to gotta figure out how to, you know, I mean, how to really change the game. And I feel like, like now with, that, with people getting appearance fees, it is changing the game. You know, I, I, most... People I know that do interviews, you know, have either paid their guests or have been approached to pay their guests mm. and haven't gotten certain guests because they couldn't pay. I, will, I, you I, I think you are changing the market because I think, yeah. first of all, some, some people look at me and they'll ask me like, so what are you paying? I'm like, motherfucker, I ain't paying you shit. What you talking about? Yeah. And, and for them, they're just like, yo, well, you do know the market is just changing. So. It is. So now you, you either better be still valuable enough that we'll do your shit for free or you're going to be paying just like everybody else. Right. And but with your case, you have a little bit of a special situation because you being on Spotify also. Oh, you know, the artist and the artist knows <clears throat> dub. Like it's usually. Yeah. You like, see what I'm saying? I'm, like, well, let me just finish saying like being on Spotify allows like because if they do an interview with you, that will in turn help out their streams on Spotify. Spotify will go in and give them a certain level of consideration and so forth right yeah so so it's it's really the same thing as why people do radio interviews in a way mm -hmm. you know what i mean i mean you actually have the audience and the platform but a lot of times you look at these radio interviews and they put it out and it's got like 384 views and it's like an a-level artist and you're like why the fuck are you doing this like this makes no sense but i'll give an example Jack they, but, but, but they're getting spins on the radio because of that interview and that's why they're doing it Jack right. Harlow, I hit up, yeah. and um, we spoke, and he's like, "Yo, I'll do I'll do an interview with you." When I started moving around, mm -hmm. um, we ended up didn't uh, doing one, but I just saw him doing mad, and I was gonna feel away at first, like he was doing mad random radio interviews, mm -hmm. and then I kind of stopped myself, and I'm like, <clears throat> "Yo, he has big radio records. He yeah. had to do them, he had to do them stations. Yeah. Like that, that's not him saying, oh, I want to go sit down with him.' It's a label saying, "Yo." They got our BDS going crazy. You're sitting down with well, them. Yeah, and, and the labels and the radio, say, like people don't always understand because, you know, Vlad TV used to be in Universal Records for, for a number of years. Really? Vlad TV, yeah, we were part of SRC. Really? Yeah, for like 2000, hold on, maybe 2000. What do you mean Vlad TV was part of SRC? Uh, so, <laughs> you, you know the story. Okay, so what happened was, um, SRC reached out to me. This was after all the, the viral aspect of the, the Joe Budden ransom situation that that got so big. Yeah. A lot of people started to notice. Um, and uh, Gabi, who was the president of SRC, was a big fan. Like he, he, he said that he watched that video like a thousand times and whatever else. And French Montana was, was I think, being managed by him at the time. And me and French were cool uh, then. And we had been, you know, interviewing French as well as shooting some of his videos and stuff like that. And um, like, I think French man, like y'all need to fuck with Vlad TV. Like this is the next big platform. And so Gabi reached out to me and was like, yo, we got this um, loud.com platform. 
were trying to get off the ground and we've, they, they got like millions of dollars of investment. They basically burned through all of it with nothing to show. And they're like, well, uh, can you come in? Are you interested in coming in and, and helping run this? And then I'm like, well, can I run Vlad TV out of the building? Cause they had a bunch of empty chairs at the time, oh. and empty desks. And they're like, sure. I had a staff of maybe five people. Oh, I thought they like owned. Nah, Vlad TV. nah I'm nah, like, nah, what nah, the nah. fuck? Nah. So, so I came in, but I couldn't save loud.com. It was, yeah, basically yeah. it was like, there was no money left. Even what I was owed wasn't paid, but the agreement was like, all right, but we'll, we'll let you, since we kind of owe you some money sort of, and don't really want to pay you, we'll, we'll let you run Vlad TV out of the building. So I was, I was at universal for like maybe three years. Wow. And I got to really network and, and see how things are done. And, the reason why people sign with major labels still to this day is because they are so connected with the, the radio stations. Like I, I, I would see that the guy who was head of radio promo at Universal, I forgot what his name was at the time, but he would make, he could make one phone call and, the, and the, your, your song would be played on like 300 stations around the country. Like, you know, as well as having reps in every city and everything else like that, like they got that shit on lock and they never let, let go of that. So there is a incestuous relationship between the labels and the radio stations that have always been going on. So there's always going to be preferential treatment between these two major corporate entities. So, so it kind um, of made sense when, because you've never been the guy who gets the, oh, they're doing a radio run in New York or wherever. And they're like, oh, we got to stop by Vlad. Unless they specifically want to, yeah. you're not on that list yeah. of, yeah. you have to do that. The, the labels like just don't fuck with me, man. Like, like it, it's just like, I've, I've spoken to so many of the, you know, and sometimes these people sort of move around and, and like, and we do get people sometimes, but like, I'm not doing the type of interviews that is, completely promotional which is all they want they don't mm. give a shit about a person's backstory they want to talk about the record and the album and boom and that's yeah it. like i could imagine like say a bobby Schmurter, right like bobby Schmurter came here twice like we pretty much asked oh what you've been up to since you got out and what you got going on which is that's the promo part he's gonna mm -hmm. throw a mad promo right He's going to go to your platform. You're going to be like, yo, all right, so when you were in fourth grade, were you really slanging a crack? You know what I mean? And, and it's not Tell like- Tell me about the origin GS9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're well, going to have the origin story, and that might, they might look at that and be like, he didn't even promote this fucking new record. Like, not to the, the extent that we wanted, but that's not the best content, at least for how you do it. It's not. And, and to me, it's disappointing because it's like, we could all come up to a compromise if there was a real conversation about this. It was like, listen, like we got- You promote Boosie shit. That's a fact. Yeah. I, I'll promote like- You, you promote know, his the, movie, his albums. There, there's, yo, I can structure it any way I want. And, and the thing is, is that it, it's, it's, you have certain people and certain organizations that really fuck with me. Like, you know what I mean? Like when, when you saw like the Ruby Rose interview, the Yellow Beezy interview and everything else like that, that all came from like one guy. You know who really understood the strength of the platform? Like you know, I mean, he really was like they got head code. They're both on head code. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, um, so you know, when everyone was at Hitco at the time, like like Hitco was fucking with me because I had a guy in there that really understood what I did and really fucked with people. Uh, you know, really understood that this is a, an excellent launching pad for a lot of artists, especially somewhat newer artists. And then and, and, you know, and and the numbers speak for themselves. And I really wish that some of these labels who might have some apprehensions would basically like, look, like we'll give you this artist, but you know, the first part of the interview has to be the promo piece and you know, maybe avoid. Why don't they circle around? Because they all look at numbers. They, they just don't for whatever reason. You know what I mean? I, and I'm not exactly sure why. And I just stopped trying to figure it out at one point. 
And it was like, you know something? You get like a talent booker who kind of like, you know, poach. We got a bunch. Of, we got a bunch of talent bookers, man. I mean, I mean, like, you got to understand that although the 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 A level quote unquote artists aren't stopping by and doing promo runs with us, we are so booked up that right now, like right now on this day, was it June June eleventh, twelfth, twelfth June twelfth? I have interviews clips scheduled into August. Jesus, right Christ. now. Like we're putting out 10 clips a day and we get so many interviews that drop in our lap that we're not even going after now. Like so many people approach us and a lot of them is like, well, if it's viable, we'll shoot it. We'll just put it out a little bit later. But there's so much stuff that we have like that I'm just sitting on um, that I, you know, there's a shaggy interview that hasn't come out yet. There's a, <laughs> you know, there's an interview with, we got it. You know, shout out to Shirley Chu. There's, there's a snow interview with snow. Remember him? You know, that hasn't come out yet. There's a, there's a, you know, if an artist came to you, interview that hasn't come out with, you know, haven't come out yet. If an artist came to you and said, Hey, we got 50,000, please interview us. They're not at the level of the, someone who you would look to, but they're down to pay their way. Cause yep. that does happen. And like, I, I don't want to blow no one's spot up, but people might, who'd be like, well, Vlad is a premier platform. And I need to be seen on there to be respected or to fool the audience that I'm mm -hmm. of a certain level. Yeah. If I could get just Vlad interviewing me, um, I'm down to pay him 50 grand or I don't know, 75, whatever, whatever that bill is, would it be something you would consider? Or is it like, no, like if, if we don't have an interest in you, fuck it. I've turned down $50,000 offers for anything mm. before. Real talk. Yeah. Um, look, I'm not going to say there's no number. Someone comes in and offers 10 million. Like I'm not, of an course. I'm not an idiot. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm going to take 10 million. Uh, but <laughs> my shit ain't worth 10 million. So no one's going to offer. Just, my feet going to be on a briefcase <laughs> like this. Like, yeah. yo, so what's up, man? Where the hell did you come from? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've always turned that down. Now look, when we were first starting, we were hustling. I was just trying to make, pay bills and pay my staff. Yeah, we did a few paid interviews back in the day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and and sometimes like you'll you'll person will come in eight years later, hey, you quoted me five thousand back in two thousand sixteen, you know, I am ready now. And it's like should've took it. <laughs> you yeah, know, you should've took course. it. Um but like I, I I felt at some point that if you could buy your way onto something, it's not worthwhile anymore. If you could pay your way, you know what I mean? If you could, you Bingo. know. That's true. Like, like if, you knew, if you knew that the Super Bowl was paid for, if you knew that. If you could buy a Super Bowl ring. If you could buy a Super Bowl ring. You what is be, the value of a Super Bowl ring? Yeah. It's worthless. Right? Yeah. And that's, and that's how I look at it. Like, yo, at the point that we just start selling this shit off to the highest bidder, then it becomes a worthless platform once word gets out that that's what's happening. True. True. You know what I mean? True. But then again, everyone's different. You know, Sean Khan from Say Cheese is okay with that because he feels like here's a, it's, a lot, it's a lottery ticket for this person. Potentially, mm. you know, if I do this and I take this check, potentially this person could then blow up and have a career. And I could say that I, I was part of that. You know, like Boosie... <clears throat> you know, Boosie does, I think he said in our last interview, he's done like 10 features a night. He just comes in and just... He still does that? Yeah. I mean, not like he does them every night, but he said... Yo, I most, remember him saying that years ago, and I'm like, damn, No, Boosie, it's, 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 it's a real still story. still on that? He, Yo, Boosie got that he, brand, He's man. on that grind, yeah. That's because that fucking yeah. estate, man, that estate look great. <laughs> it looks great. 
looks great. I wish I had that much land. But like Abusi will come into a city and he'll just like, yo, you got 10 racks? Boom. Like, I don't care what the song sounds like. Let's just knock it out. You know, I'll walk, you know, I'll step out that studio at the end of the night with a hundred thousand in my pocket cash. And, and that's the hustle that he's on. And I respect it. You know what I mean? I, I respect it that that's how he's choosing to do it. But like, you can't buy a Kanye feature, right? Facts. You can't buy a Jay-Z feature. They wouldn't do it if they don't want to. If they don't want to do it, the check doesn't matter. It makes it invaluable. It makes it invaluable. So you don't see very, so when there, when it does come out, <clears throat> you know, people are like, oh shit, Jay got a new, you know, when, when Jay was on Pusha T shit, yeah. which we, he name dropped one of our interviews, by the yeah. way, you know what I'm saying? He said, uh, you know, yeah, Jay-Z on the, on the, the neck and wrist record. Yeah. We really got our names mentioned a lot of times recently. It's really kind of interesting, but like on, on, on Pusha's album, we get mentioned twice. Jay-Z mentioned our phase on love interview. Oh, Faze on Love basically said that he never felt like Jay Z was like a drug lord. He kind of overtold the stories, and uh, Jay Z, Jay Z rap. He said on the phase I'm the phase I'm on love. I wouldn't believe it either. They say Jay Z's a cheater. You know, I wouldn't listen to a reason either. So he's saying phase on love. He's oh, he's, he's referencing that. He's referencing that. And then on on Damn, the Jay body that that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was a slick line. And then like you know on the uh, the first song on the album. Uh, Pusha T mentions he goes he goes it was sad seeing you do Vlad interviews it really was about me he channeled it through you wait 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 his his manager his Pusha old manager, said that yeah that he was sad that he that 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 he did a Vlad interview that that his old manager um uh what's his name uh, Jeezy Jeezy Gonzalez uh-huh. the one who went to, to prison yeah over all the drug shit and he, he name drops you just straight up yeah first song. Damn. What do you feel like when that happens? It, it kind I of mean, cements you in with like, pop culture. Yo, like, like we're, we're part of history, and you know now you can go back and watch that interview with who he's talking about. Damn. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we didn't get a Pusha T interview this time around. It's probably why, but you know. Have you, have is, you guys ever done one? No, yeah, I've done lots. You, you done Pusha T interviews? Pusha T, done the clips. Jesus you know I mean? Christ. Yeah, I, I, got, I got everything in my, my stash. Like, you know, not everything, but a lot of people in my stash. But, you know, I mean. I yo, mean, yo, listen, and I know I'm trying, to, I'm trying to equate what we do to, like, some musician shit. Do, do you think anybody in the game could go on a versus for, with you, with interview for interview? Like, in a sense of, yo, they have done in, enough shit. Mm. Maybe Sway, but he don't own it, though. But still, like, still. Sway doesn't own his content? I mean, he's always worked for a station. I'm, I'm well, guessing he don't own it. I think his YouTube channel is his, though. I, think the, I thought the it was YouTube YouTube Well, no, no, well, the maybe the YouTube Sway's, content. Sway's, Sway's universe. But the, the, huh? Sway's universe is the YouTube channel, so I think that's actually his content. Yeah, maybe the video, but, like, the intellectual property of the content being created is probably well, owned by Sirius. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I associate I everybody who works at iHeart, MS Communications. Um, well, I, know, I know Big Boy owns his own content. Really? Yeah. Me, me and Big Boy talk. Yeah, I mean, and he actually, I think he told me that he actually, when he left Power 106, he actually purchased all the content that he had done with them. He actually wrote him a check. Really? And purchased it to own it so he could own his own content, which I think is, is great. Wow. And I think, and, and then if you look at the new stuff that he puts out, it's Big Boy's Neighborhood. is his own YouTube channel. Yeah. So I think he owns the video part of it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, there, there's lots of... 
you know, I mean, I mean, Sway's got Tupac interviews and Biggie interviews. Like, yeah. you know, it's kind of, you know, you pull one of those out. Angie <laughs> Martinez in a Pac interview she never <laughs> you know released. I mean? Yeah, you're, 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 you know, we talk about like, you know, the, the, you know, like, like the, the dance hall battles that DJs do. It's yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. you pull out a Biggie, what do you pull out after that? You yeah, know, that's true. That you pull out a Tupac, what do you pull out after that? That is true. That is you know, true. Uh, that's, that's like a, a sound clash. That's what I'm thinking about. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? If you talk about sound clashes, like what do you what do you pull out after Biggie's last interview? Like, you know? Um, Sway, but, complete legend. Angie, complete yeah, legend. You know, but a lot of those guys, I feel like a lot of those figures don't really push themselves anymore. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when you look at what Sway does now, it's like it doesn't really hit the radar anymore. The mm. interviews that he does, that he puts out on his YouTube channel. Yeah, it's it, just, it just doesn't. You'd have to go find it. To see yeah, I, I don't know whether he really cares anymore to try to really push the envelope, or maybe his style of interview is not sort of what's what people do anymore. Now, you, you know well, it's saying? either because I, I think I think podcast is just overtaking the radio format, and like yeah. when you see someone sitting in a radio station, it seems so robotic that it just doesn't seem real. When when someone's like interviewing. Um, someone like just like how you do or whether it's a regular podcast it just feels like a, an intimate conversation it doesn't feel like you guys are doing shit for a break you like the, yeah the, right the, 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 there's that right because whenever i've talked to like serious about doing a show or even talked to radio you know i've talked to you know the program manager at hot 97 about doing shows or whatever else it's always like we're not going to do the long form shit where we want you to just do a little tidbit and cut to the music. And I'm like, I just Long form popping I, I now. I don't do that. So I'm not going to try to work who I am into your format just to be on your platform, which I'm not going to own anyways. Like, all right, cool. You know, I appreciate the conversation. I appreciate you taking the time out to have the conversation with me. But clearly we're not on the same page in terms of how we, how we do business. And, and that's cool. You guys do what you do. Here's the thing also, like, and, and I won't say, like, I've seen Big Boy even a little bit less too, Big Boy and even Sway. I think what here's the thing with radio. Um, when you sign that deal, like your money guaranteed. Like I remember when Big Boy's deal was announced, it was like, I don't know if it was like five or six or maybe seven or eight million. I don't know how much mm -hmm. it was, but like there's no incentive. Like when you're an ind independent entrepreneur, like I'm pretty sure you're watching month over month or you're looking at last year's numbers trying to make sure you're improving or you're still thinking about expanding. And like, you know, fortunately, at least for what you're saying with, with, with um, Big Boy, he owns the shit, but it's only so much you could do, like, if you're working in the building of Hot 97 and you're just a mic, mm. right? You can't come to them. Like, you, you're not getting paid extra if you're like, hey, listen, I have this really dope idea that I want to go interview these guys here and I'll bring the content back to you. They'll never compensate you correctly because if they, you know, these days, I, I remember working at Complex, if they didn't even want to do anything new if they didn't already sell to an advertiser. So if Motorola didn't already purchase it or, you know, Boost Mobile or something like that, they're like, well, we don't have no one paying for it. They were, they, they aren't as willing to invest in new ideas. And that's the biggest problem with big companies. That's why independent run companies like, like me and you is like, you could be thinking right now, like, you know what? Yo, that fucking, which by the way, I think it was classic when, when motherfucking, um, Rico Reckless talked about the Glock, Glock Dookie. The Glock Dookie is fucking hilarious. I wanted him to name the, the podcast that. He was like, no. Nah. <laughs> I'm called the Glock Dookie podcast. He's like, nah. <laughs> Yo, Glock Dookie? Yo, I remember they were... 
I was in a Discord. I don't even know, know what that is, but they, they were like, "Yo, you got to go watch this one interview." Yo, Rico Reckless is talking about a Glock Duke, and I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" And I watched it, and I nearly yeah. died laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and right Glock after that, Dookie. I gave him his own. I gave him and Ewald their own podcast. The Glock Dookie with the switch, flash switch. <laughs> yo, uh, yo, I watched that whole thing, and yeah. I watched it live on my stream, and I was like. Here's the funniest part about it. This is why, like, you got to get the follow-up interview. Is like, who's loading the Glock Dookie? Like, how right. does that happen? Who's loading the shit? Y'all think about who getting hit with it. How do you load the shit? Shit. And then, then I remember, like, uh, I remember China Mac followed it up, and I brought that up to his interview. He goes, well, he goes, I haven't seen. Well, he, he knows about the Glock Dookies. He said, yeah, like the, the shit guns. But he said, what he's seen is, like, dudes in prison would hide things in their trunk, which means their ass. Yeah. Right. And sometimes word would get out that someone got something in their trunk, got some drugs or something in their trunk. So dudes would knock them out, pull their pants down, and then reach into their ass, <laughs> pull no, out no way. a bag no way. of drugs, and then go hang out with their homies and then go smoke whatever was in that bag. Nah. And, and when you really say, like, if you ever wanted, if you ever thought, I'll go to, let me do some crimes. I'll go to prison. It's probably not that bad. It's, it's moments like this that should remind you that it's a whole different world. You know what I mean? The fact that you reach into a dude's ass to pull out something that you then smoke is, is a world that you, we don't live in right Fredo now. Fredo Bang told me some, something similar talking about like, it's the same shit with, it's just an, uh, like asphyxiation. I don't even know this word, like, but just like, there's a fixation, I guess, with mm -hmm. like just the asshole when people get locked up. They said people would like the ultimate disrespect is just like they would push a thumb in your butt, though, like the down south. Well, remember the Rico Reckless thing was like spitting in your ass. Yeah. That was the whole thing. It's called Savage Life. Yeah. And, and it was just like better than knocking you out is taking your manhood. Right. And like we're like, wait, what? what wait, hold on. Wait, y'all were celebrating? Like just like going in each other's ass? It's, it's weird, but like that's interesting shit, man. Well, think about it. If you take, let's just say that right now in the outside world where you and I live at, let's just take all the women out of the picture. Every woman that you and I deal with, romantically, non-romantically, whatever, you just, they, they, they just poof, disappear like the Avengers. And suddenly you're in a world of just men. Think about how things will start to change in terms of the way people interact with each other when you take women completely out of the equation. No, that's that's and that's, that's prison true. and that's prison for you. Here's the funny thing too, right? Um, it's actually not funny, but like it's interesting. Like recently with Young Thug going to jail, right? Mm. They were like, "Yo, this is in humane conditions," and I'm like, and mm. then they showed us the cell. They're like, "This is how everyone's living," and I'm like, "Yo, imagine well, and, going and they, from they answered. They, they said this is a detainment facility. It's not the Ritz Carlton." Yeah, yo, but you gotta imagine, <laughs> Young Thug has several houses. Yes. He has several Rolls Royces. Yes. He has Bentley. You can imagine him getting into like a Honda Civic with a cloth seat and like, yo, what is this? Yo, this is horrible. Yeah. My seat don't get hot. It don't get cold. Oh, hell to the fucking no. Right. There's not stars in the ceiling. There's not a sunroof. So you can imagine like, and, and I know some people always say like they've been poor longer than they've been rich, but Thug has been used to a really posh, nice lifestyle. Rich gang. Like literally, him and th him and him and him and um, what do you call it again? Future used to be like, yo, we're back to back on the tarmac of a private jet fucking uh, um airport where 
where we got our own private jets and then we compete on Instagram like their stories like this is my plane mm-hmm. that's his plane now you're shackled yeah. you're in this small place it's fucking concrete with like a slab of maybe like some weird cushiony thing doesn't it's not tempurpedic of course it's hell it's what you're used to and, and and just hearing them say that, like, what do you even think about this YSL thing? You know, I, I think we take, you yeah. know, while covering these stories, I start to think about the luxuries that even us have that this is, you know, call me pussy all you want. I'm just not going to jeopardize it to possibly go there. Yeah, I mean, I interviewed, uh, I did an interview with, with the Atlanta journalist, uh, George Sheedy, who had been following this case for over a year. Yeah. Yeah, and like, what had happened was... He was spot on in a lot of things, by the way. He was. Yeah, well, and, and then two weeks before everyone got busted, he actually contacted us and said, hey, listen, something really big, like, there's going to be a major bust. How do you know? And because he was connecting all the dots in terms of what was happening. You know what I'm saying? Because essentially, like, what triggered it, there was a dude that was sort of a YSL uh, affiliate, big, big bris, I think, that had shot a cop like the six cop. times. Yeah. And that basically was sort of like, like the final straw for them to just pull the trigger and say, we're, we're sick of this. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're, you know, the outrage over a police officer getting shot, you know what I mean? Um, was like, okay, fine. We're going to pull the trigger and we're going to arrest everybody. Um, so, so we really got into a very, you know, detailed conversation. I actually got the 88-page indictment and I just sort of worked my way down it and everything else like that. Um, the amount of shit that they have on young thug in particular is is pretty bad it is there's a lot you know the do you the, subscribe to the whole it's mostly lyrics and things that's not be mostly taken lyrics. Out of the, the lyrics are just sort of like you know the, the whipped cream on top you know that that's you know that they're trying to you know you know most of those lyrics are probably gonna get thrown out one or two may stay in the case who knows but it, it's not contingent on on the lyrics um, is contingent on, for example, this dude nut got killed and young thug rented the car, did the murder. Right. That that's, that's in the paperwork. It's not, you know, that has nothing to do with lyrics. Um, You know, but when you do talk about lyrics, you know, you could say, you know, lyrics are all artistic and it has nothing to do with nothing. But Young Thug has a lyric about how, I, I, you know, right after wife and Lucci's mom got shot, yeah. he said, I shot your mom, now he don't mention me. Well, that may get thrown out as well, but... Nah, I think they can... You know, know but, but, but in a situation that like that, and you say, well, you know, if an actor, you know, if, you know, Al Pacino kills all these people in Scarface, that don't mean that he could get connected to a crime, but, but here's the difference, and this is what people aren't, aren't looking at. Al Pacino did not write that script. He yeah. showed up and said the lines that someone else wrote. Now, if Al Pacino killed his brother Danny, and then a year later he wrote a script where his brother gets killed and, and a lot of the details match up with the actual murder, you best believe that that's going to be part of the actual indictment. Yeah, There's a term that actually describes, I forgot what it is, but it's basically like, if you if if the information isn't known, like for example, say 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 my bag was stolen, but 
only person who would know my bag is stolen is me because you stole it from me mm-hmm. and the person who stole it. If someone describes the said act before the before the details are even known, yeah. the only way, like, and by the way, this is how, like, one of the one of the ways, and I seen like you know, uh, three hundred entertainment in Atlanta jumping. You can't use lyrics, and it's one of those things where like we're not realizing that someone like YNW Melly is going to be convicted without it, he's going to be convicted of circumstantial evidence, which means we're just going to prove to you that this is the only way that could have happened. We don't have the full proof to say that's what happened, but after we point out these other things, well, we know that the bullets came from this direction, this seat. Fine. We don't know if he was in the car at the time because his story is that he was out the car. But we're just trying to say it was no way he was out the car. And it only came from this position. Yeah. And he did it. And that's probably uh, Vice Cartel got. Uh, um, he got convicted without a body. Right. They can't find the body. But they're, they're figuring out that what they use in court is the only way that guy would have not been here, would have would seemingly be dead. Is because of this particular incident, which we could prove, and these other surrounding details, which is circumstances. Elvin, you go to right, say. right. You know, like for example, when that guy got killed in in the the car that Young Thug rented, Young Thug went on social media and had a post that said, "You know, y'all be lying to your mom, you'll be lying to your girl, you'll be lying to your homies, but then you go to court and and tell the whole truth. Y'all motherfuckers need to get killed for doing that shit." This was right after the murder, and you know the what what the the feds are saying was that. There was a rumor that the dude was cooperating. I'm not sure if that's true or not. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But and, and that's how. But that's how. That's the story that they're painting. By you the way, it? Young Thug has a very inflammatory, like just when he went on social media and he said, "If I didn't," when he said, "I think he tagged me," and said, "If I didn't like what you do for your mama, I would have killed you." He's talking about wife and yeah, yeah. They're saying he's talking about wife and Lucci. No. Definitely is talking about YFN Lucy. Exactly. No, I think no, you know, no, actually, actually, you think he he said YFN. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He in that Tied case, nigga. I'm like, and that's and that's what I'm that's saying. That's crazy. And that's what I'm and saying. And I remember seeing it. Then I was just like, Thug is he got to be so upset, or he's just saying I'm above the law. I, I'm wondering how much, and, and and you know, we've had this like you know proverbial conversation. If you're that big of a rapper, you're so rich, you're having a great life, and whatever, whatever. Where do you get the time or motivation to even be involved in certain things that would get you adjacent to it? Me and me and Twenty One Savage were having conversation about that, and, and he mentioned some of the stuff on um, Matt Hoffa's podcast where he's like, "Well, act you damn if you do, if you damn if you don't. Like if if I don't ever fuck with nobody in the hood I came from, they're gonna say I'm fake. They're gonna say I'm not yeah. the real dude. But if I fuck with them and say they're still doing stuff that might be whatever, they're gonna if if that shit aligns with." Maybe somebody I don't like, they're going to be like, I paid somebody to do it. They're going to say that I'm a, a crime boss. And yeah, look at Casanova. Casanova is tied into this whole Rico case over his affiliates. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then, and, then, and then what really makes things worse is that people start to cooperate. Like, for example, like when Young Thug just got his, his bond yeah. revoked recently, there was a mention of proffer agreements of people in the case. Now, if you don't know what a proffer agreement is, it's, it's another word for it is queen for a day, where basically you could sit down and you could say all, you could talk about all types of crimes involving you and everyone else around you. And as long as it's proven that you're telling the truth, everything you say cannot then be used against you, but it can be used to prosecute other people. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, which is basically snitching. 
You know what I mean? There's no other word for it. It is snitching. Um, so in that YSL case, they're talking about all the, based on all the proffer agreements from other people yeah. saying that young thug, they're scared for their lives. You know, there, wow. there was a group chat saying that, you know, like that they have from young thug that said, you know, any of y'all, and they have the group chat, hey, any of y'all go to court, gotta die. Basically, any, any of y'all go to court and, and, and promise to tell the truth is going to get killed. Like, you know, and, and like, for example, you, it, it's so much of a clusterfuck. Yak Gotti got caught with a stolen cell phone in prison, in jail, right? Well, he tried to make a phone call through someone else to get the phone. All this is on camera, so they have everything. He gets the phone and makes a call to try to get rid of this, this, this stash of burner phones that's on the outside. The police follow the whole thing, bust him for the phone, and then go and retrieve that batch of burner phones on top of it that he technically led them to. So now they have a bunch of other burner phones with God knows what on them that's going to become part of the case as well. It's clear that the police are still doing active investigation. Locking them up was just part of the step in yep. getting them to turn. And Which is going to happen. Yeah, and it's, I, no, it's already happening. I think I think the brunt of the evidence is going to come from them snitching on each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, once they said we have proper agreements, I, I watched the entire bond hearing. Thug's lawyer tried to, like, interject, and the judge just shut him down. Yeah. And it was one of those things where it was just like, you know what that means legally. He, they're getting the shit that got the, his co-defendants are flipping on him. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, according, according to the journalist, he feels that Doug will get like 40, 50 years. No, I don't think so. I, I, I think Doug will play I'm not hoping, and let me just say this, I don't know young Thug at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, he, may have, he may have said some shit about me on social media a couple of times, but to me, I, I don't care about that. I don't want to see anyone go to prison. I don't want to, you know, clearly he's accomplished a lot in his life. He's helped out a lot of people. He's done a lot of good. You know what I'm saying? But... What they're hitting him with is is some shit, and and I don't think that there's going to be just like a, a probation walk away unless there's heavy cooperation. I, I think he's gonna plea, and I think he's gonna do between seven and twelve. Um, uh, I think ten not, is not not, not from what I'm hearing. You're not gonna do seven to twelve for a murder without cooperating. Well, 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 so here's the thing, right? Like someone someone's dead. Let's, let's not get it twisted. Like like there's there's a murder. Like it's not just social media. No no no. You're whatever. right. You're right. So what's, what I think is going to happen, right, as they're already, one of the, like, 29 motions they're already filing, they're trying to get his case taken away from the other guys, which obviously just trumps the whole case because most of the stuff is Thug didn't pull any trigger. He didn't do any crime, but mm -hmm. he may have instructed or he's in part of an organization that benefits from the crime. Right. I think what's going to happen, the dude who shot the cop, he didn't, Three heinous things. He's done. So he he, he got to go down for life. Yeah. I think they're going to structure it somehow where, um, and by the way, all the lawyers are connected. This is why they're trying to kick Thug's lawyer off of it. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to structure it somehow where Thug does 10 and he comes out. The murder, the guy who did the murder, he's going to have to say, I did this. Like, I'm going to cop out to this, but I didn't do this in furtherance of the gang. I mm -hmm. did this because of whatever random situation I had, but all that has to happen for Thug to be good. Otherwise, he's going to be culpable for everything. The guy who, the guy with the cop, he's 100% done. 
And I think yeah. that's the only way he has a chance. Big, Otherwise, breast, what yeah. you're saying is right. But it, it, it's it's if it's going to be 40, they're taking it to trial. And I don't see this going to trial. I, I could see Thug's lawyer saying, hey, listen, my client's down to take five. They're yeah, not I, I, five. I don't think Thug wants to go to trial because then you're, you're potentially facing a life sentence. Yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. so <clears throat> if he or, gets 40, or, he got to yeah. take it to trial. I think he yeah. could plea out for something below 20. And I think if the, the, the dominoes fall for everybody, as they should, as guilty and as, as much as they put him at the top of the organization, they will have absolved it like that murder didn't fall under it. Which is, you know, this is like some, like we're talking about the wire shit. You know what I mean? You know in the wire, I'm like, yo, hey, okay, he's going to plead guilty for this body. He's going to plead guilty for this and he's yeah. going to fall under some, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, Wishful but you thinking. know, Wishful listen, thinking. but you know, like, look, the, the DA is being threatened. She needs all types of extra security. Like, like that a means lot, he's not a coming lot out. of, huh? that, that's a lot of, means. a lot of people, you know, Gunner, I think, I mean, according to George, like he thinks that Gunner is going to potentially walk away or walk away with a relatively low amount of time. And when I look through the case, Gunner just seemed like he was just had the, had, you know, his affiliation being around these guys is getting him caught up in all this shit. He's got pulled over with guns and drugs and stuff like that. And he's being pulled into this, but I don't think Gunner was like, Gunna, shot if, if Gunner beats the case, Thug has a chance because while they have Thug participating in conversations that you could say he's instructing the thing with Gunner he didn't. He never was caught on the phone doing some shit, mm -hmm. but he was always with the same motherfuckers and caught around in the same situations. Right. And also, they're gonna say he is a financially um, able individual that was probably funded, and his career was funded off their criminal activity. So I think I think Gunn is probably gonna get three, three to five. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think nobody's walking away from this. It's, it's ugly, it's, but it's, I, I will very, say this: though. it's very ugly. I heard that that same um, DA filed a case, a RICO case, before the YFN one, which she did about like a year and some change. She did another one against apparently some Crips, and she dropped the whole case, or like it was thrown out. So the whole case didn't continue. That's why they're saying Fulton County has a horrible <clears throat> track record in being able to prosecute some of these cases that they're they're saying they're indicted. Hopefully for Thug, that's what that's what it is. But well, uh, hopefully, you know, people could walk away from it, and they could really learn the serious lesson that just be fucking entertainers, yo. Like, like don't, don't don't try to thug it out, and and don't try to, you know, just because you you know, just because you have these people around you that are willing to do violent acts, like don't don't. Don't fall into that trap of, of feeling that you're you're all powerful because you have all these dudes that are gonna do because you're gonna get caught up in all that shit and, and it's all gonna go back up the fucking line, you know what I mean to you and all these dudes like honestly and and honestly, there's this part that no one's really talking about. Well, there's a couple of interesting parts, right? Just recently, in the news, Geico Insurance paid five point two million to a woman. Yeah, I seen it who caught an STD from a guy because they had sex in a car that Geico insured. And, and, and they right? caught the HPV virus. Right. Or just HPV. Now, when you look at labels like 300 that are like, you know, don't use rap lyrics, you know, you can't use rap lyrics, it's so unfair, blah, blah. In the foreseeable future, what I predict is in the same way that people are, are successfully 
getting these massive lawsuits, these massive settlements, it's actually, you know, massive jury verdicts and everything else like that. You know, George brought this up in our interview. How far away do you think we are until someone says, okay, let's just say Young Thug pleads to a certain to a certain set of crimes. Yeah. And I think I know where you're going. Right, and he says, yes, I admit that this lyric about shooting YFN Lucci's mom was about shooting YFN Lucci's mom, right? I, I admit that, you know, as part of my plea deal. Now, who profits off that? 300 Entertainment, with the, the parent company being Warner, Warner Music Group. What's to stop Lucci's mom and the family saying, you know something? We're going to sue Warner Brothers. You guys put this out knowing the implications of it. And you guys marketed it and promoted it. So you guys pay up a hundred fucking million dollars for my pain and fucking suffering of you promoting people shooting people's mothers. That's why it's getting dangerous. And, and, and once that happens, the next step is going to be a mass exodus of major labels working with certain types of artists. It already happened in the 90s. When Remember Ice-T had Cop Killer and everything else like that, and he got dropped from the label because there was all the uproar and everything else like that. It was, it, it was somewhat of a, you know. It, it still happens now. The, the only reason why this, this happened recently, I'll give you, uh, this is another connected case. Queso with CMG, Cinematic Music Group. Yeah. Johnny Shipes, he, he went up on stand and he was vouching for him. Now, if that and he vouched for him to the point. By the way, that victim's family, if he gets found guilty, they're using Johnny Shipe's interview for a civil suit. Have to. Right. Uh, um, Kevin Lyles, that tearful testimony. What we're seeing now is not normal. Yeah. Your record executive does not get up on a stand. No. And 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 and, and try to get you out so much they're almost vouching for the fact that oh yeah you're financially bringing a lot of shit in and, and no they don't do that. That's the reason why when, when, when the feds usually come in, you get dropped. Murder, Inc. Decimated. The feds came in. Right. Takashi 69 People don't know. He is not on Universal anymore. They dropped him immediately when the feds came in. Right. To this day, they don't want him on. Right. But I'm, talking about, but I'm talking about a bigger, a bigger situation where they're not specifically looking at a particular person who's getting in trouble. They just say, as a genre, I think lyrics, ab- lyrics about shooting people... And 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 violent acts, we're just not going to do it anymore. Unless they see the they see sweeping lawsuits that targeted hip hop, I think hip hop is too gonna, profitable. But you're going to see it. You see what I'm saying? At some yeah. point, like you know, yeah, everyone wants to sign Jay Z. They would have I'm, to give that Geico. They, ooh, ooh, once the Geico, um, like it has to be a news article that comes out that says, oh. This mom did get a hundred million dollars from Sony. Universe, yeah, Sony the Records. The moment that happened, Sony Records just paid a hundred million dollars to a shooting victim because of a song lyric. The moment that fucking happens, and that's what I'm the saying. Game once, once that happens, it's going to be a sweeping effect where you know labels no longer will fuck with certain types of artists. True, and and honestly, maybe that's not necessarily a bad thing because at the end of the day. It's like we all got to grow up at one point. You know, the, 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 the genre is already the biggest genre in the world. You know, it's already pop music in a way. And do you really want to 
keep pushing a narrative of, of violence and, and, and so forth, you know, of, of, of actual I would like, argue, like serious, serious fucking violence on a major record label. There will always be the underground for that. I'd argue right, right there'll, now. There will always be. Violent you know, rappers are uh, the majority of the rappers who are very profitable. Dirk and Lil Baby, who are rapping about their gangs and the violence that they gangs could do. They just went on an arena tour. Before, back in right. the day, gangster rapper going on an arena tour, selling out 20,000 arenas around the country, just seemed crazy. NWA These, was doing something kind of like that. You okay. know what I'm saying? Okay, but, 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 but again, I could name like 15 other, like Money Bag Yo. Like, you have a bunch of people who yeah. are constantly rapping about violence. NBA Youngboy. NBA Youngboy. And this is the popular right. thing at the moment. There is going to, like, the bubble always burst. The bubble always bursts and it switches. That's how I believe when when rappers, when these colored hair guys came in, the bubble burst. Like it it popped at one point. Mm -hmm. Same when drug lyrics was really super popular. Then a few overdoses happening, and then it's it always switches. Yeah, but 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 there's a difference between a few events happen that, a that, huge that, that they get right. media as opposed to like we just dish out a hundred million dollars. And a hundred million dollars is more than we pay our whole roster of gangster rappers. So, True. you know what I'm saying? Like, like this is no, why, get, get you know what I mean? Look, like, I don't, I don't talk about vaccine shit because it can affect my, my YouTube channel or whatever else. It's like, at some point, it's just not fucking worth it business-wise. At the end of the day, you know, the head of Warner is like a Russian oligarch dude that's cool with Putin. He doesn't give a shit about none of these fucking artists. Yeah. He really does not give a shit. He doesn't, he's looking at the bottom line. If you tell me, like, we just ended up in the negative because of these lawsuits this year, and it, you know, it's like yeah, nah, like we're not we're not doing that anymore, and and at that point, yo, like like maybe another part of hip hop will get a, a chance to really yeah. come to the forefront again. Which I'm saying it's not may not necessarily be a bad thing because all these artists that are really dope, that really don't talk about shooting and killing people, will then get marketed a much you know, you know, much stronger because at one point, like gangster rap was considered whacking hip hop. Yeah, you know what I mean, like the De La Soul and the Tribe Called Quest. That was, you know, the African medallions. Like, I'm old enough to remember when that shit was when people would clown gangster rap. That yeah. was considered that old, you know, that old fucking ignorant shit. Like, you know, we, we're more on consciousness and, and bringing our people up and you might you know, and, and so forth. Like, and, and it's like and, a hot take. I like it. And, and at the end of the day, it, it's like. Yo, Whatever gets pushed is the marketing behind it. Once you push and put the marketing you, you behind it. You want to give you an example? If, if I'm the mother of Tuka and Chief Heath done been rapping about smoking Tuka, smoking Tuka and Interscope and all these other places where all these other niggas will keep mentioning my son. Exactly. And I file a lawsuit. And if I get a judgment favorable, I guarantee the drill era is forever changed. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. And that may not be a bad thing because at the end of the day, people will always come out with certain types of music. You know what I mean? Underground will never die. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Lil Baby could get dropped from, what label is he on? He's on uh, QC, which rolls up under um, Capital. Capital. So there you go. If, if Capital Records drops Lil Baby, he's still a very viable artist. He could start his own label. He's, he's put out his own music, do his own tours, do his own promo, do his own media runs, and he'll be fine. But 
the label could then say, you know something, we're gonna focus on, you know, Corday. Corday is going to be the focus of our marketing budget this year because he don't talk about none of that shit. He does more. You know what I mean? And music will change. You know, you know what I mean? No, I like, did, I did, that's going to be that the, that's going to be the music we hear 30 times a day that we start to start to like whether we like it or not and you know what I mean? You know mm. how it works. It's marketing. You push it in people's faces over and over again and then eventually they they fuck with it. So, like I said, it, it's it's going to be an interesting era and this is not something I'm I'm necessarily hoping for because I'm a I'm a fan of gangster rap. I'm yeah. a huge NWA fan. I'm a huge, um, you know, Jay Z fan, uh, Biggie fan, Tupac fan. These were all gangster rappers in their own way. But yo, like at some point, you know, a record label shouldn't be putting out, shouldn't be promoting songs about shooting people's mothers, right? True. But yet, the, 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 the boys like, album put out under 300 Entertainment, Warner Brothers, about shooting someone's mother. They've always avo avoided, like, you know, real culpability and then try to use the, uh, well, this is just entertainment. Yeah. And but, 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 but here's what I said in the beginning. At the point where the lyrics themselves are officially connected to the crime in a court of law, you no longer could say, because Young Thug pleads to it. Yeah. He's saying, I made a song about uh, shooting yeah, YFN yeah, Lucci's yeah, mother, yeah, yeah. and I'm admitting to it, and I gave it to my label, and they were okay with it, and they put it out, and they profited off of it. At that point, you now have a real court case, and you now have, yeah, that is you now have your centerpiece of your lawsuit, and the label's going to have to either settle for a lot, or they're going to have to try to take it to court and see if they could somehow suppress it. You know, I mean, somehow win the case, you know, by yeah. throwing everything they got behind them, Fuck. you know? But you know, listen. That's some crazy shit. Th th there, is, there is going to be a lawyer that's going to see this hundred million dollar payday and say, "I'll take my thirty percent, no problem. I'll take this on contingency." I think, I think we have a real fucking case here. And as someone that has gone through court cases on both sides many times, what people don't really realize is that <clears throat> at some point, like people file lawsuits, and it, it, you know, one side tries to get it thrown out, it doesn't work. The other side gets thrown out, it doesn't work. Blah blah blah, and it gets to a point. And it gets to mediation. That's like the shit you go through before you go to trial. And in the mediation, you try to figure out if, if y'all could come up with a number. And I remember in one of my cases, when it got to mediation, we were like, this whole thing is bullshit. And the numbers, and, and, and they're asking for a ridiculous number that has nothing to do with fucking reality. Because the whole thing is bullshit. And the mediator told us, the truth doesn't matter. I'm just here to come up with a number. I don't care. The mediator told us to our face that I don't care who's telling the truth. I'm just here for a number. And then you figure out a number and, you know, both people do their calculations and they say, okay, if I got to pay 10 million right now, is it better than me potentially paying 30 million if it goes to trial? You know what I mean? Is this 10 million actually cool? And, and, and it's not like all these companies don't have insurance. Yeah, You know, the insurance company will have to probably pay most of it, if not all of it. The insurance company will probably drop them after that. You know what I mean? But like, you got to understand how this court shit works. It's not, it's not just, it's not just who's telling the truth, who's lying, what's right, what's wrong. There's a lot of things that go on in this. And like I said, I predict this to happen. You know, I hope it doesn't because I like hip hop also, yeah. but like, there's going to be a shift. Nice head in there. 
Yeah. yeah, that's an interesting point. I'm pretty sure. I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure the the straw that breaks the camel back is literally if in the court documents, like say he ends up pleading out. Yeah. If he, if he connects those lyrics right to whatever crime he he accepts, like exactly. oh yeah. Yeah, I was behind his mom house getting shot at, and I do agree that I did rap about it. If and it, the thing is, when you when, when plea deals are always involved in you saying shit you don't really want to say. True, it's That's a fucking true. plea deal. You're trying to avoid going to court, so you have to admit. I did this. You have to admit I did that. Even when it's not true sometimes. That's just part of the plea deal. I, I, I think <clears throat> I think certain prosecutors might start trying to angle it that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, shit, I mean, they angle pleas now where dudes are saying stuff that when the rest of the rap community hears, they try to clown them on when you have to denounce the fact that you've ever done certain stuff or you have to just yeah. basically say I've never been a gangster. Like you, you like it, it try to almost tarnish the rap image, but like, yo, that's the plea. You, you're going to say this or not. Yeah. And then, you know, on top of that, <clears throat> whether you want to admit it or not, I'm talking about you, but just people in general, there was always an assumption that if you cooperate, your hip hop career is completely done and over with. And there's no chance of it ever, ever recovering. You still think that's true? I don't think so. Well, Takashi kind of broke broke that mold in a way. He cooperated. I think I, I think his career would have been fine if he didn't sit on that stand. I think now there's still mass stitching going on, but everybody's playing out. But but he still has a career. By the way, do you know that I don't think Six Nine's career would have ever been affected if the two guys who kidnapped him remember Shadi played out. He wasn't on the stand against Shadi. Everybody in this case took a plea. Mm-hmm. It was the guys who kidnapped him that used to be with their gang right. that he has to testify against because he, he, he was cooperating. And that's why I remember being on Twitch with 25,000 people watching me. And I was just reading out with a court reporter that was tweeting what he was saying on the stand. And I was like, damn, people care. But if he didn't have to take the stand... Mm-hmm. Like some of the Yak Gotti stuff that people are hearing, I don't know if it's true. We've heard, heard stuff about random people in paperwork. I'm not the paperwork police, but the def, like the definitive thing that people could know what a snitch is historically is you're on the stand and you point. Right, that's it right there. <laughs> remember when remember when uh, um, um, Cameron was making fun of Fifty and he put the guy with like with the buck tooth, but he looked like a rat and he was on the stand and he was pointing like that's the thing that gives away. But I I, I agree. I don't think snitching is a thing that ends a career. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, and, and I haven't talked to Casanova, but I do think that was probably something he had to make a decision about mm-hmm. and i saying that he didn't make a decision a long time ago like every street nigga want to hear but i'm pretty sure they came to him and said yo we bought we got a couple about to follow you um do you want to tell us anything we can save you you're the rapper oh no all right we won't be back again and when you look at his in in his plea they literally was telling on him <laughs> like they told on him so he had to take a plea it's just crazy. Hey, uh, wrapping up here, uh, and we'll end on a lighter note. What did you think of the um, um, Bandman Kevo BBL thing, man? You mean the, the LIFO? This is a BBL. It's not a BBL, it's LIFO. Yo, they're calling it oh. the, the band. They're calling the Bandman LIPO. <laughs> 
Well, listen. A it, bunch of rappers it, do it, by the way. It, yeah, I mean, Drake, I understand, got lipo. I according, heard, according to Joe Budden, yeah. Drake got lipo for the uh, abs. French Montana, I heard, got lipo. He always said he worked out after getting sick. But some people would be like, you can look at the abs I, I, That's what I heard. Kanye admitted to getting Kanye lipo. Kanye admitted to getting lipo. Do you but, think it's a taboo for guys, or do you, do, do you think, like, it's the entertainment industry? I, I, I think everything is a taboo until someone comes out and actually says, yeah, I did it. Fuck y'all. Y'all can clown me all you want, and I did. Like, remember when people made fun of Fetty Wap when he had the Dread extensions? Yeah. You never, you, you never really saw that Yeah, with men, really, yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know anyone. Yo, the, the, Kodak today, his hair is whatever. Then his hair is back to like my height. Right. Lil B ended up getting the same thing, like kind of like right afterwards. Yeah. And people were kind of okay with it because, you know, uh, Fetty Wap was the one that, that took all the, the arrows, you know. In Maybe that Man Kev was just being too open and honest with it. I mean, listen. Like, he showed, like, the doctors yeah, drawing no, no, on he, him. he showed the whole thing. But then Bam Kevo's kind of on that shit anyways. Like, I've interviewed him before. Like, he's sort of on the, like, hey, let me just reveal all the stuff that people don't really want to talk about, and this is sort of my thing. Mm. So this sort of goes, this is sort of brand on brand in terms of what he does. Yeah. So he got money, he got some lipo. I mean, uh, Funk Flex admitted to getting lipo, remember? I think he even showed the, the whole thing. Showed the fucking thing. They had him like a yeah. corpse just kind of, like, right. just poking him up. Yeah. Like, it scared me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, man, listen, uh, I don't have a six-pack... And, hey, I'm trying uh, to lose some weight, and I looked at that, but I'm like, yo, I really feel like if I ever did that, I'm dying. I, like, uh, I mean, listen. Don't people die from that shit? Didn't Kanye's mom die from it? I'm, I'm no, so I mean, well, No, but she got a whole full body situation. No one really dies from getting a lipo in their stomach, I don't think. You know what I mean? she, The whole makeover, uh, the whole makeover is what people die from, BBLs and stuff like that. Like, you know. Fat transfers and, and so forth. So I was reading up on this shit. It was like, yo, most people die from it. It's called, it's called a fat embolism. Yeah. And I was like, nah, that sounds scary. Yeah, man, good. Listen, the good uh, Lord is just saying, nigga, get your ass outside yeah, and start working get out. Get outside. Listen, I lost 20 pounds during the pandemic. I kept it off. I just did it by, by you got eating training? different. No, no, no. I just, I use an app. Nutritionist? Called, chef? Yeah. My, my fitness pal. I just started writing down oh, the calories. Oh, yeah, that's great, huh? Yeah, I just started writing down. The, I started, everything I ate, I wrote down. And it gave me a better idea about how many calories I need to be eating. So now, even though I don't use the app anymore, I kind of like, all right, I know I've been eating a little too much today. Let me just stop. So you just became more educated. Okay, I just became cool. more educated about how it works. Like, you know what I'm saying? So um, in terms of Bam Man Kevo getting the lipo, hey, You man. don't judge me like that, right? Huh? You don't, you don't care. Because I've seen they were having whole conversations, and I'm like, I don't necessarily care. Um, I think it makes for some funny jokes, but... but um. Listen, Bam Bam Kevo admitted to lipo. Uh, I'm 22 admitted to getting a hair transplant. Did he? Yeah. He made a video about it. Yo, Adam came here with a fucking flat of hair. Yeah. Did you get a hair transplant? No, you're good. I'm good. You've always been good. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I got, I got good. Well, the, the, next, the next generation of academics, I'm taking the hat off. Like, the, the hat, I only really wore the hat at first because I was a DJ. Because I used to fit the, the, yeah. the headphones over here. Now I'm realizing I'm, I'm about to have to like grow up in hip hop. Um, I'm about to ditch this shit. Yeah, man. Listen, people Not suits. People, people do. You know, damn, that hair should work for Adam. Whatever. Then, yeah, man. Listen, like a lot, a lot of people. That ain't no road game. That's some real shit. It's real shit. He's gotten two hair transplants. He actually talked about it. He did a, a podcast. I mean, he did like a blog, a vlog. He should look good. Yeah. So, man, listen, like it's quality of life too. I, I, I think, like you know. Shit, you got money, and, and if, if that's an insecurity of yours or, yeah. or something you're not cool with, fuck it. Well, listen, dudes have gotten 
plastic surgery. They've got nose jobs. They, as long as you not get like a dick implant, that that's too far. Hey man, dudes do that too. Like, <laughs> dudes have like pumps. I heard like you know what I'm saying. Oh, like, man. man, listen, it's your body, and you know you have a certain amount of time with it. And if you want to alter it somehow, you're the one that got to live with it. You're the only one that has to has to really stick with it. You know, not anybody else. So whatever other people's opinions are, doesn't really matter because it's being done to you. The hiding, the, hide, the hiding crew. They call that the male BBL. Nah, the, the, yeah. that, the, that's interesting as well. I mean, I'm six two, so I've never really. Oh, you're six two. Considered that. Adam's shape. around like six two too. Yeah, he's about the same height. Yeah, I'm sure he's like height. me. You know, I mean, listen, man, listen. Nah, I would never if, do if that. You do that it, should look weird. If you want to do it? Mm-mm. Do do whatever makes you happy, man. You know, like back in the day, you know, people died in their 30s. You know, I mean, medicine came in and changed a lot of shit. Surgeries came in and changed a lot of shit. Hey, needles. You know, teeth used to be fucked up. Like, you know, there, there's lots Zabiners. of stuff that technology has done. You know, between veneer, you know, how many rappers have veneers? Tons. No. The majority. Tons. Majority. What's the difference between veneers and, uh, and lipo? There's not much difference. Nah, it's a big difference. Inherently? You tweak it. Inherently? Bro, uh, inherently, you, you see, inherently. You see, yo, the process of getting veneers is way more brutal than fucking lipo. They shave down your fucking teeth where you have these little tiny little... Have you ever seen YFN Lucci? No, no, no. Yo, between his yo, fucking veneers... Like, you're, you're right, but like... We don't know what goes on like really in our stomach. Like, like your teeth, like you could lose a tooth. Like... I don't know what the heck goes on to make the blood keep pumping yeah. and then my liver clean out the, the liquor and then the food get digested with the acids. Listen, I don't want to fuck all, up a good thing, my God. It's all in the God same. God made a good situation. It might not look the best, but I won't mess it up. It's <laughs> hey, in the same hey, playing field, you know? You know? My very last question before mm-hmm. we get out of here, and I think we were ready. We, we hit another three hours? Of course, perfect. You know what I mean? I got I got to give I got to do a 3 hour with, with my guy. And by the way, you could he, he's no he's always welcome to when I return the favor. Um are we getting a book? I I'm I'm starting to take conversations about a book. I feel like a Vlad book would be great. Um by the way, whatever those lights are flickering, we got to look at the power supply. Definitely <laughs> that is. Um book other things like you know, I mean, I've talked to publishers about book deals and everything else like that. And then when you look at like what's involved in making the book, promoting the book, do media runs around it, you know what I'm saying? Everything else like that. A lot of that, when I look at it, it's just like it's going to take away from what I really do, mm. my real business. And it's not like I'm going to get a million dollar advance for that book. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I'm some huge star where like, yo, like there's a there's a a, a bidding war over who could give Vlad the most money for but, a book. But I so. still think, I think, and, and this is like the realm I'm kind of thinking, of. if you wrote a book on like just how to build a, a fucking media empire yeah. from scratch, I think that's a fucking New York Times bestseller. Possibly. And it's one of those things where you combine your story with the tips. Like, if you've given out great fucking tips just in interviews that people are just watching, I think if you really just thought about all the fucking, like, intangible traits that you really had and and the methods that you kind of used to kind of um, gain your success, you'd, you'd be, it would be just amazing read or whatever the case is. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but I I also feel like, I have to be a lot more successful. Like I feel like this level of success is not enough to mm. really warrant 
that at this point. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, let me, you know, sell the company for a hundred million and then write that book. Okay. You know what I mean? Let, Would let you me ever sell. I mean, everyone will sell based on the right situation. Yeah. yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, like there's always an amount of money. I mean, George Lucas sold for a billion. So there's always a situation where anyone would sell, but, but you know, we've had all the conversations I've ever had about selling have always been like, eh, it's not even worth walking for, you know, really moving forward with because the numbers, you know, like, like I remember the, the company that sold that bought world star and genius. I actually had a conversation with the Wait, owner. The, there's one company that owns both of them? Right now? World Star Genius, that piff, is all owned by one company. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know either. I, I think Genius would be their, with their um, the thing that's still like changing shit. I think they could do some stuff with Genius. Yeah. World Star is just World Star. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, and these companies sold for, you know, large eight, nine figure deals. You know what I'm saying? And I had How a much conversation. Does World Star get sold for? Uh, I gotta look through my notes, but I wrote it down. Somewhere. Is is it owned by Q's family? No, they sold it to these guys recently. Last couple of years. No, I would have definitely seen. Like, like I'm obsessive. I look for I look for shit like this all the time. You, you want to actually look it up on Google and yeah. show you what I'm talking about? You can probably pull up the co the company. She's nobody. Oh, that we good. Let's see. I remember like recently they bought there was like a meme page and, and a few other things. Like like there's a very popular page called Daquan and shit like that. There was a bunch a bunch of things got purchased and it was like a deal for seventy million for all the things included. Woo. Oh, oh, that's it right there. Yeah, it's just, so it's a power supply for that. It's fine. Yeah, it's going to keep doing that. Media Lab. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I've never seen it. Media Lab. They own they own World Star, Genius, uh, uh, Imager, and and a few other a few other situations. Oh shit. Um, yeah, it was interesting. It was an interesting conversation. So so you know. <clears throat> You know, one of my guys put me, you know, was doing some business with him. He's like, yo, you should talk to Vlad. So, so we got on the phone and we had a, a conversation. He kind of told me what, what it was that he does and everything else like that. And, um, you know, and I'm like, well, if you were to purchase Vlad TV about, well, what's, what's a ballpark? And he threw out a ballpark and I'm like, yeah, that, that's not a ballpark I could work with. You know, I appreciate the time. You know, but that, that, that's way too low. But in their defense... What they really do is they really um, <clears throat> they really focus on websites. They really focus on actual dot coms that they could then go in with a higher level of advertising and redesign and everything else like that and try to pull more money out of something that's already happening that already has a large viewership. They don't really do they can't really do that same thing on a YouTube channel with content. Facts. So okay. since that makes sense. Since Vlad TV is a part of what we do, but it's a smaller part, our main thing is the YouTube channel and the content. That's not really their specialty. So the offer that they threw out, it makes sense why the offer was so low. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, it makes sense. Someone like, uh, you know, like, I don't know, like uh, an NBC or, a, or a, you know, a Fox or whatever, they would have to come in and say, yo, like, what's your, you know, oh, like, a, like you know how what Disney did with, like, Lucasfilms? They said, okay, 
you have really a dope, you know, IP and, and everything else like that. We're going to take that and really, we're not just going to drop a movie every three, four years. Now we're going to do a series and then another series, another series. Then we're going to expand it this way. Then we're going to build, a, you know, at Disneyland, we're going to build a whole Star Wars exhibit. And you know what I'm saying? We're going to yeah. throw hundreds of millions of dollars into something that really is going to expand the brand and make it like a, like a huge, a huge thing. Like, I would want to wait for something like that. Yeah. You know, but if not, I'll just keep running it as long as I want and maybe, you know, pass it down to my family and, you know what I mean? Like, let, let them run it. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've, I, I've, I've gotten to a good point in my life, man, where, where money doesn't really, um, you know, I'm, money alone is not why I do certain things with the company anymore. I've turned down a lot of money. You know, I've turned down hundreds of thousands of dollars to do shit that I just don't feel is the right match for the company. So, um, you know, and it's, it's a good place to be because you're making more long-term decisions. You're not just, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not having to do like sponsored posts where it's like, I, I remember, you know, this is not a shot at Adam, but I remember like Adam had like the sponsored post on his Instagram on No Jumper where it says like, you know, the hottest artist in LA right now, you know, what do yeah. you think of him? And I, so I looked him up on Spotify and he had like 21 monthly listeners. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm just looking at this going like, ah, man, like, I just, I just would not, like, like uh, that just would not sit right with me. To, to sit there and call this the hottest art, because I'm sure that's the caption they were given and they're yeah, paying yeah, yeah, so they yeah, could yeah, say whatever yeah, the fuck yeah. they want. But like, I just can't bring myself to say, let me co-sign this dude who has no fucking fan base at all. That's, that's all just Facts. cap. Facts. It's all just, just paid for shit. You know what I'm saying? But hey, listen, obviously sponsored posts is something that a lot of people fuck with. Yeah. A lot of people, have, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars probably get, you know what I'm saying? But it's just never been my thing. Hey, well, listen, you, you built a, a phenomenal business. You keep thriving. Every time we talk, we, you know, it's more and more ways where income is either coming in or, or we're realizing there's more and more ways where um, what we already do is there's more and more platforms that want it. So I, I, th I think we're in a pretty, you know, lucky and, you know, lucrative position. You know, we've worked pretty hard to get here. Like, yeah. you know, I salute you for, for everything you've done, always leading the way. And, you know, I, 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 I cherish the conversations we have where Likewise. you're usually saying, hey, yo, listen, th this just started happening, blah, blah. And we're moving accordingly. So, you know, um, can't wait to do your platform next. No doubt. And then um, let's get some shit done. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. My guy Vlad, people. Uh. Tune into the next episode of Off the Record. We out. Yeah.